by herself, so that would be bad. Alrighty. Okay, um, this morning we have a treat. I think it's a treat. Um, we are, we're trying some new teachers out, and this morning we are going to be blessed to have Leanne Walquist. Um, a couple years ago, she... That's okay. You can get up. A couple years ago, she says, you know what? I love the kids, but I'm ready for something new. And so I go, all right. So she's been, uh, she's done a couple workshops for us now. So I know you'll enjoy it. That won't be too close. That's good. Because I might get loud. Oh, okay. All right. Good morning, ladies. Um, First of all, I'd like to thank all you guys for sitting down because I'm used to little people. Kind of intimidated about um, teaching people that are taller than myself this morning, and so I thank you for your your help there. Oh, thank you. All right. A little bit nervous. I know that's hard for uh, some of you to, to comprehend, but I get nervous too. So, well, first things first, let's open in prayer. Yeah, Father God, I just thank you so much for loving me like I am and wanting good things for me, Lord. I, I thank you for for the opportunities that you place before me, and I just uh, desire now to bring praise to you. And uh, Lord, help us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, wisdom, 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 wisdom. Now, there comes, comes a time in, in, uh, in our lives where we need to ask ourselves if we're uh, smarter than a monkey. <laughs> that was Teresa's cue. She doesn't always pay attention to me. Probably usually when I don't want her to, that's when she's paying attention all right, so <clears throat> these little guys are, are smart enough to know some of the ways that we can sin, and I pray that we're wise enough also to, to be mindful of, of these things. So let's talk a little bit about the eyes. Now, I bet, I know, I bet I'm not alone when I uh, say that I can be easily distracted by a shiny object. Now, this world has a lot of shiny objects, whatever it you know, whatever it might be for you, it might be different for me. I'm not going to throw stones. Um, we all have things that, that distract our eyeballs and that make our uh, sights get off of the cross, get off of the Lord. And the enemy of our souls know this, knows this. And we need to be mindful of what catches our eye both publicly and in private. Um, like I said, my sin might necessarily might not necessarily be your sin, and I heard Hefe a few weeks ago say from the pulpit that uh, pornography is rising in in women, which, I mean, freaks me out. But, you know, I, I sin in, in different areas. So let's not ever think that what's going on with somebody else can't necessarily go on with us. And you know, I was telling Wilma yesterday, you know, I'm not going to throw stones because I live in a glass house. You know, we all got our thing. And what shows are we watching for counsel and entertainment? And then you got Ofri Winfrey, you got Dr. Phil, you got all kinds of things going on. You got the tabloids, 
at the checkout stand, everything pulling for our attention and the world is constantly and the enemy of our souls is constantly trying to get our eyes off the Lord and we need to be mindful of that um, in preparing for this study. Uh, you know, I, I'd like to think that the enemy has no power over me, but he does event- uh, occasionally tiptoe inside my house and kind of make my whole family crazy. You know, dog and bunny included. They just, you know, I'm preparing for this study and, and, you know, people are getting sick. They're dropping like flies left and right, myself included. You know, missed time off of work. Got to go get some antibiotics. And my husband's sick and he's pitiful. He needs my attention. And, and you know, Joe's fine as usual and bouncing around, you know, wanting to be fed every five minutes. And I'm not feeling like cooking, you know, I'm, I'm sick. Um, Timmy gets sick last night. Timmy gets gets the worst of it. And he's the one that brought it home in the first place. So, you know, what's the dealio here? But it's the enemy trying to distract from what the Lord would have me do because, you know, if I if I got all this going on, then I can't focus on, on his word. And, and so you got to recognize it as that. Um, you know, again, with the magazines. You know, what magazines and books do you have? on your bookshelf by your bedside or or on your coffee table what 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 what's what's your eye candy so to speak um we need to filter these things i i think of at the camp we have a very large dish machine and we have well water which is i mean primo water the best water Lessa and rosie come and they fill up their jugs every couple of weeks with our well water nice water but it does have minerals in it. So for the dish machine, we have a filter that's before the hot water heater and then another filter after the hot water heater so that the dish machine doesn't get little pieces and parts in it and start to malfunction. We should have a couple of filters in our lives, you know, and again, gals, we're girls. We like to give each other advice. We like to Tell each other our ten cents worth. Make sure that you're getting it from God's word. Let that be your filter before you pass it on to somebody else. And we'll talk more about that later. Um, the ears. Where's my little guy? Aren't they cute? Aren't, I like little fuzzy things. And and there they are. They're very cute. So this little guy over here. Oh, I gotta use. Joe, let me borrow this today. This little guy over here is. Um, he's covering his ears, and he knows. Um, that our ears can also cause us to sin. Before we take prayer requests in our group, I offer up these little earplugs. Because here's my thought on this. is Once it gets in your head, it has all that room to rattle around in there. And it can cause you to sin. It really can. You can remember something wrongly and go to repeat it to somebody else. I've shared that this has happened in my own life. That somebody heard something from somebody about somebody in my family and then I'm hearing it back all over town and and it makes me want to punch somebody in the nose. You know, you can't be talking about my family because of something that you thought you might have heard. So again, uh, this is a good filter. If if you cannot hear it, then it can't rattle around in your head and it cannot cause you to sin in, in that way. And this isn't so much my my area of so much sinfulness. But uh, at my house, we don't have cable or dish. And so my name, that's okay. I, I choose to do that. That's all right. Um, <clears throat> I heard a little mmm from in front here. 
um, um, so my main source of news is the radio. I, I listen to, to a lot of radio, you know, when I'm out uh, running around. And sometimes uh, I hear through word of mouth. And so for, for both, uh, from both sources, I try to be mindful of um, the source. And whether they have a reputation for serving the Lord or serving Satan. If you have a problem, I am not. A, if I have a problem, I'm not afraid to ask someone um, I know will give me godly counsel. And most of the time, I'll listen. Not all the time. I'm not there yet. Still got work to be done on me. Yes, ma'am. I, I have a question. Sure. Well, let me tell you, Lois, my kids are teenagers, so they don't really go along with anything. But but that's just the way it is, you know. Um, I have boys left at home now, and um, even when I didn't, there's just so much to filter, and I don't have the time. I mean, they get, you know, they have their electronic devices, and I know they watch TV at other people's houses. But even on the, you know, we we and we have a D, we actually have a TV set and a DVD, um, but we monitor what comes in the house. You know, I'm just doing the best that I can. I know that the enemy can get them in other places, but we're just doing the best that we can. You know, and you know their friends come through the house. They know what we got going on. You know, um, you know they're not ostracized or nothing. But anyways, that's just just a choice that we made for our house. Um, now. The little guy on the other end over there, I would so much like to skip this part because um, most of you guys know me, you know that I shoot from the hip and my mouth causes me to sin more than any other part of my body. Um, uh, but praise the Lord, we're working on it. Hopefully I'm a little bit uh, wiser with my lips than I have been in past years. And somebody once told me it's all in the presentation. Now, um, even if something is true, it doesn't have to be said. That was a hard lesson for me. Um, and, you know, better to better to close your mouth and have somebody think that you're a fool than to open it and have it proven. Um, that that's been my um, that's been my my walk with the Lord. That's been our biggest. Okay, Liam, let's do it one more time. Do over. Um, uh, sorry, just got to find my... Uh, uh, this brings me to my least favorite things that can be done with the mouth, like we talked about before. This is, this is in the area of gossip. Now, my family loves my cooking. There's no doubt about that. But every once in a while, I make something that does not turn out as I thought it was going to. You know, to tell you the truth, it is yucky. <laughs> Inedible. Um, and they know it's not good, and I know it's not good. Nothing has to be said. Nobody is chewing, and there is no sound of, you know, the, how you hear the fork hitting the plate, and there's that pause. Every cook waits for this. Waits for that little pause. Well, when it's when it's when it's not a yummy dish, then you don't hear that. And 
if I was to take that same meal the next night and reheat it and try to serve it to them, that would not be good. It would still be no good. I mean, it's not going to get any better sitting in the fridge and then you, you know, you reheat it, you zap it in the microwave, make it all nice and chewy, and then try to serve it to them again. You know, if it wasn't good the first time, it's not going to be good the second time. And the same, it's the same way with gossip. If you hear something that is yucky, hard to swallow, or leaves a bad taste in your mouth, please don't warm it up and serve it to someone else. I need a bigger, a bigger thing here. Is I take up a lot of, a lot of rooms. All right, my sisters, we all know how blessed we are to live in the United States of America where we can freely possess any translation of the Bible. And here we are at our Bible study without fear of persecution. I tell this to the kids all the time. I'm trying to promote them to start getting in the habit of bringing their Bibles. You know, I've, I've tried, uh, what do you call, uh, uh, we, in, in sin of, uh, bribing, bribing, yeah. I've tried bribing them with a pizza party, okay? All we got to do is half of us, um, I teach Wednesday night youth group, if you guys didn't know, um, is, is half of us, just half of the kids in the class, for 10 weeks, bring your Bibles, and then we're going to have a pizza party. So this, you know, I'm just trying to, and, and I heard someplace that it takes 10 weeks to form a habit. I don't know how long it takes to break one because I'm still working on it 15 years later, you know. Um, but uh, 10 weeks it takes, is, you know, is what I heard, uh, and it sounds kosher to me, um, that it takes 10 weeks to form a habit. So I'm trying to get them in the habit at least carrying their Bibles around because it's a good thing to do. And um, So it makes no difference if you're a seasoned saint or visiting us for the first time. The good news is you're already smarter than a monkey. That's a good thing. Woo-hoo. Okay. You're not only resisting evil, you're drawing near to God. Psalms 1:11-10 tells us wisdom begins with respect or fear for the Lord. Those who obey his commands have good understanding. And in Proverbs 3.7, we see that do not be wise in your own eyes, fear or respect the Lord, and shun evil. Proverbs 9.10 reiterates the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Now we got two guys there, um, uh, Psalms written mostly, primarily, somewhat by King David, and then his boy, King Solomon, writing um, the larger portion of Proverbs. So, you know, two generations there. Both of the guys loved the Lord, but both of them were big dum-dums at different times of their lives. You know, and and we do that. We do it the same way. You know, we, we have our times where we're really, woo, you know, on fire for the Lord. And then a little something creeps in or we get tired or we get... You know, that little circle on the calendar, whatever happens to us, ladies, we got so much pulling at us, you know. Um, and, you know, and I know that these are excuses, but these are just the things that happen as long as we're in these bodies. Um, again, uh, come alongside 
one of your sisters, you know, and uh, and and help them out in that area gently, you know. You don't have to you don't have to shoot from the hip like some people, um, but come in gently and and so we can help each other out with this uh, godly wisdom. And to top it all, James 4:8 speaks of God's desire to draw close to us. Now we prove that we love Him by our desire to study His Word, to follow His ways. And he, from the very beginning of time, proved that he loved us. You know, he didn't leave Adam alone, you know, because that would have been really, I mean, piled up chonies to hear, and that would have been really bad. But he gave him a helpmate, and he gives us families, and, um, and he loves us so much that he doesn't leave us in the lurch. Um, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And that's a, that's a promise. That's a fact, Jack. You know, you're not going to show up, you know, and at, at some place to to meet the Lord and and, ha- and be stood up. You know, He'll be there, guaranteed. Reminding us that love is a verb. It, he moves, He breathes, He will walk with us and teach us how to live and have life abundantly. Okay, so this brings us to my second visual effect. You guys like how high-tech I am? <laughs> it's really not me, it's Teresa, because I have no idea how to do this stuff. I just got all these crazy ideas rolling around in my head. All right, I have been teaching my youngest son, Joseph, some phrases in Greek. And he's pretty good at it. He's pretty good, you know. Uh, B always had a, had a knack for the, for the verbiage in the Greek language. And so now Joe has the desire. And, and so I'm just teaching him conversational phrases. Today I have one for you. And it's easy. I'll say it. You repeat it. The Greek language is sounded out phonetically, so there's no tricks. What you, what you see is what you get, just like some people you know. Um, <clears throat> and so here we go. Again, a little, a little wand. Ella, na, ta, pu, me. Okay, now you gotta get, you gotta get a little hand action going on, so everybody free your hands. But you can't be Greek if you don't talk with your hands. There we go. Ella? Natapume. Very good, alright. You guys, very good, very good, alright. So, just hold on a second. Hold on. You guys are not patient. That's one of the virtues of being wise. You've got to be patient. Just hold on a second. All right, so here we go. <clears throat> so, as a kid in a big Greek family, it was a given that the whole family would get together for the weekend, right? And we would have food, and sometimes we would have dancing, and most definitely there would be talking because we love to talk. There would be like 20 different conversations going on. You know, Rose, because you're Italian, right? Everybody's talking, very little listening going on, but you get to get it out, you know, and that's part of, of your therapy. We, we've talked about it now. So, uh, um, and part of being Greek is that everybody knows what's going on in your life. If you're in a Greek family, you know, and you got, you got a gazillion cousins and you got aunts and uncles and neighbors and, and, you know, we used to have this couple that would show up and nobody really knew who they were related to. But they would show up Friday afternoon, man. 
and they would eat the food, and they would yakety yakety yakety, and they would take, we had the family house there in Kyoto, and they would take the best stinking bed, and they would stay the whole weekend, and my grandma would, my yaya, she wouldn't let anybody kick them out because she said it was a Christian thing to do to feed these people. And they would show up like, I still don't know who that, you know, I asked my cousin the other day, I said, you remember those people and the, you know, and who are they related? I don't know. Nobody knows who are they related to. They just showed up. They just heard about it, you know, they, they knew. But anyways, so, so not such a bad thing for everybody to know your business. I mean, that's family, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <clears throat> and so, um, uh, uh, oh, sorry. So if someone had a problem, because everybody knows your business, if somebody had a problem, everybody knew it, you know. And so it was just a matter of time before the patriarch or the matriarch, whatever you had going on in your family, um, there wasn't a, a, a large amount of older men because they had been killed in the war, you know. So there was a lot of the families were, were run by the, by the matriarch or by the mom, the grandma, but we had my uncle George, you know, he was my godfather too. And uh, so it would be a matter of time before, you know, he would allow everybody to get their bellies full. But you would wait for the eye contact because the younger person knew they had a problem. Uncle George being the older, the older man, he would know too because somebody would go tell him, you know. I mean, not in a vicious way. It was just, hey, you know, this has to be taken care of. He needs some sharing of some wisdom. And so you would wait for the moment and then you would hear. And it was like a hush came over the crowd, right? Ella Natapume, you know, Uncle George would say. And so they would go for a little walk. And it wasn't like a power walk. <laughs> going to train for that marathon or going to burn off some calories or nothing like that. It was, it was a stroll. You know, it wasn't about the destination. It was about the journey in between. And depending on the magnitude of the problem was how long they took on this walk, you know. So you could tell the younger person, their heart, um, their state of their heart by how long it took them to get back. Because if you had, you know, you had somebody with a big problem, they weren't real, willing to let it go or, or yield to the wisdom of the older person, it would be gone for a long time. So hopefully they would come back quickly and then we could go on round two of the meal, huh? So by the time they return, the problem would be worked out. And the relative with the problem would humble themselves and listen to the wisdom of the elder. And the elder found their purpose in helping the youngster. This is family as God intended it to be, I believe. You know, everybody's got their part. This was... Uh, you know, I, I don't know what we're doing in this country so much. Uh, there's a lot of resistance, you know. Uh, I think, I don't know, it started back with Woodstock or something. It probably started, started back in the garden is where it started. And uh, so if if we could just get back to this mentality, I think we would be better off. And um, And somebody willing to take the time to lend a hand and somebody willing to lay down their pride and self-reliance and take the hand knowing that it can be trusted. This is the same manner the creator of the universe and everything in it chooses to show his love for us. 
It is our choice, however, whether or not we take the stroll with him on a regular basis. All right, it's time for some definitions. If Oh, 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 I forgot to tell you what it means. Oh, I'm sorry. Elanatapume, roughly translated, it means, come on, let's talk it out. Just come on, let's talk it out. And it, and it wasn't, uh, you know, and, it, and it's just something that's, I mean, the, the Greeks are the, the, the kings of the one-liners, you know. I mean, we love to talk a lot, but, you know, you know, when that said, you know, I mean, it, it was like the, the punchline. You knew what was going to come next. So Elanatapume means, uh, come on, let's let's talk it out. So, if you are of Italian descent and you're a wise guy, you could end up swimming with the fishes, right? Uh huh. If you hang out with Larry, Curly, and Mo, and they call you a wise guy, you might get clobbered with a fish. Okay. If you have an outline of a fish stuck on your car, you might be wise, even if you're not a guy. Okay, the 1991 edition of the Webster's Dictionary defines uh, wisdom as the ability to understand what is right, true, and enduring, to use good judgment. By 1994, the Webster's definition of wisdom reads, shrewd or mentally acute which shows, you know, that by 94, between 91 and 94, Webster's, the same publisher, jumped to a more self-reliant definition of what wisdom is, is supposed to be. The book of Proverbs and our Bible defines wisdom as living in a way that honors God And it gives us, along with the rest of our Bible, plenty of practical ways to accomplish that goal. This is our instruction manual. In it are examples of people just like us with skin on their bones and sin in their hearts, their triumphs and their failures. In front of us, we have 66 books, and we can read that God wishes that not one woman or man should perish, but that all should come to the repentance and to the saving knowledge that salvation is found in Christ Jesus. From wisdom comes understanding of our sin and our need of a Savior. I love altar calls. They do not require preparation on our part, but they do show that the Lord has done His part to prepare a way for us. Just bring yourself to the front of the to the foot of the cross and leave your stinky garbage. And by the way, it stinks because it's full of death. You know, if you ever, you know, we get some winter months up here where the garbage, you know, doesn't go out. The garbage mound doesn't show up, and even in the cold weather, you can smell it because something is rotting in there. And that's why that's why um, our garbage that we leave at the foot of the cross. That's why it stinks because it's full of death. And we can exchange that garbage for new life. I delight in watching a new believer, and they sparkle, and they even look like they're walking on air. They remind me of how much the Lord loves us. 
But here I am back in reality. The world is spinning and this gravity is bringing me down, man. It seems I need to be rescued from myself and new garbage every day. And my Savior is cool with that. He never, he never tells me, okay, you've had 53,052.5 and that's it. That's your limit. He puts a lot of overtime doing maintenance work just to keep my heart working properly. And the more we walk together, the more I come to trust him, the quicker I am to surrender. Some of you know me well and you've seen my pride get in the way of what the Lord would have for me. Well, here is the good news. Today is a new day, and this is a new moment. And praise the Lord, he does not give up on me or you. Scripture declares that wise people have a humble heart. We are to humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift us up. Good thing, because I fall down a lot, both physically and and I surely know she had to pick me up the other day, huh, Shirley? Yeah, but seriously, we also have to do our part. And studying God's word and walking in his precepts, this is called diet and exercise. And I know we all hate that word, but if we don't have the proper diet and the exercise, things start to get all flabby like this. You know, my boy, he tells me, Mom, don't wave because you keep waving for a long time when I'm on the bus, you know. That's okay. He's a teenager. This is what he does. Um and if we, if we have the proper diet and exercise, then we'll get spiritually buff. I shared with some of you before that it didn't take long for Gary and Joe to start acting like each other because they were with each other every day. And in the same way, if we spend every day with the Lord, um, it won't take long for us to start looking more and more and more like Him. We need to take the Lord with us always. Don't leave Him in the car. And being wise does not depend on age. I've known plenty of old fools. King Solomon, author of most of the book of Proverbs, was the son of King David. Both were, were just flesh and bone. Both had sin in their hearts at different times in their lives. And both loved God. So they were combination packages, just like us. The world wants answers. Everybody wants to know what to do. In 1 Kings 4.34, it says, Men of all nations came to listen to Solomon's wisdom, sent by all the kings of the world. Nowhere does it say that these kings worshipped Solomon's God, our God. But they knew the source of Solomon's wisdom. There is a major difference in my own life when I do not walk in God's wisdom because me and my pride are taken a little cruise. <clears throat> the same is true with you, guaranteed. Um, running short on time. Um, I would just like to tell you a couple of virtues of wisdom. This is the the proof is in the pudding part. So if you if you have some of these or um, and especially if you aspire to have all of these, you'll be doing super good A plus, huh? Okay, so here we go. Virtue number one, fear of the Lord. Remember we went back to the book of Proverbs and it said fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Number two, discernment. And that means knowing what is right and wrong. Numero tres, number three, trusting the Lord. 
the second part of, of you know, where it says in the beginning of, of the book of James, and he starts it out, if any of you lacks wisdom, to ask the Lord for it, and he'll give it freely. Uh, the second part of that is, you know, don't be wishy-washy about it. If you think, you know, if you're going to ask, then believe in your mind and believe in your heart that he's going to produce. So trusting in the Lord, number three. Number four, patience. Uh, I don't know. I'm working on that one a little bit, huh? Number five, self-control. Maybe I'm working on that one too. Number six, justice. Do you want what you want or do you trust the Lord to do what's right? And number seven, like we said before, DC Talk said it and I believe it, love. Love is a verb. It's an action. The proof is in the pudding. And it's better to show your faith than to just talk about it because talk is cheap. Amen? Amen. All right. Father God, I thank you for this time, Lord. I, I pray that that, uh, that you came forth. And, uh, and Lord, I just love you so much. I thank you for loving me. In Jesus' name, amen.